We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. So watching him go through it, I sum it up as he was like a single parent who was taking care of like an elderly, sick parent in living in the house that was not getting better, was only deteriorating. Sometimes these things are a, are a blessing that you don't realize. And you look back on them in time and you realize that they, they, they create um, relationships through dependency in your life that would have never happened otherwise. Hello, welcome to another episode of Beyond Labels. I'm Dr. Sina McKella, and I'm here with Joel Salatin, our favorite farmer. And actually today we have a special guest, uh, Dr. Donald McKella, my husband. Hello. <laughs> He's here not by choice, by request from listeners. <laughs> we have a listener who sent in an amazing question, one we've never been asked before. It's Andrew Keeler. And this is his question. We're gonna dive into this on multiple levels and get Joel and Donnie's input. The question is, I really enjoyed your talk and Cena's story and the additional insight that Joel brought to light about his father's change when he was diagnosed with cancer. And so of course, Andrew here is talking about the episodes where Joel and I recorded about my health journey um, and basically going down the road to near death and fully recovering. All right. And Joel talked about his father was diagnosed with cancer and just how it changed everything in his life in a moment. Okay. So Andrew continues and he says, 
I know this may not have much to do with Beyond Labels, but if you think it would be worth an episode, I think it would be helpful and very guiding to hear about how families or spouses are impacted and ways in which a farm can keep its gears lubricated as best as they can, even when a spouse or somebody in the family uh, who's part of a farm operation is trying to work through the demands of trying to regain uh, and balance their health. There may be times, I understand, that a break needs to be taken, but when one feels so strongly about the work of regenerative agriculture, it may be hard to know when that break needs to be taken to put all the focus on the health issue at hand. My wife has been dealing with a rare cancer for some time, and it's progressed to where the farm work is becoming strained. Our farm is a CSA farm, and we're getting close to off-season, but I'm thinking ahead. I don't want to allow the farm work to take me away from being the support I need for her, um, even though I see the farm work as therapeutic for me right now. So here's the questions. What is the balance? Stina, would your husband join a podcast and talk about his experience, uh, what, what his experience was with your health? Or can you talk about your experience with your mom's health? And then Joel, assuming that your dad was a major helping hand in your farm operation, how were you able to get through his health, his health issues and manage the farm? Now, these are great questions from Andrew. Br brings up a, a lot of uh, emotional um, issues for me. Um, I do want to say um, out the gate that I think this question applies not just to people who are farmers, but this mm -hmm. question applies to anybody who is taking care of somebody who has a health condition. It may be a spouse. It may be a child. As you know, we're seeing increasing rates of childhood um, chronic and autoimmune conditions. So this is applicable also if you're just having anybody in your family who is sick. Um, there is the, the responsibility, the mental, the emotional stress that is placed on those caregivers. It all can be very similar. So we want to uh, basically address an umbrella of an audience here. Okay, so I'm going to start off by asking Donnie the first question from Andrew. When you, when I was really sick and, you know, couldn't get off the floor, you know, we had two children at that time. You were working um not not in the house, right? You had to leave for the office. How were you actually impacted by my <laughs> alien health <laughs> situation? Yeah, first, uh, thanks for having me. I do notice it's the first time you've invited me now that y'all went to the premium thing last year. You <laughs> used to have me on when it was the freebie uh, YouTube thing a couple of times, but yeah, yeah thanks for having me on now. Um, that, that's a good question and it's funny. I had kind of blocked a lot of it out and Cena, you and I had to talk about it the past couple of days because I didn't remember a lot of it, but going through it, but um, yeah, it was, there was an impact. Like I definitely had to prioritize things in my life differently. Now with your situation, it wasn't like you were fine one day and got in a car accident and suddenly debilitated the next day. It was kind of this slow progression over the course of years. And so to some degree, my involvement was almost like the proverbial, what, frog in a pot, you know, boiling doesn't even quite notice it. So it was just like over time, I would have to pick up more and more tasks around the house. And so like, oh, maybe helping with the dishes more, helping with dinner more after coming home or interacting with the kids more because you needed to lie down. Like those kind of things just kind of progressed over time. And I had actually forgotten the worst of it. Like you were telling me yesterday, or you were helping remind me yesterday that like, 
when you were at probably rock bottom, I mean, I got up, I made breakfast for myself, everyone else. You would be sitting on the couch before I went to work. Uh, you know, I get ready for work, but before I went for work, I'd like set out food next to you, food for the kids, like help them get set on a TV or whatnot, because you weren't actually even able to like click the channel for them, or it was hard for you to be able to do that. And then when I got home, it would be like come home and like, okay, let me pick up whatever mess is going on with you know, everyone who had been there, let me get dinner taken care of and all that. So it, it was a lot of time commitment and it was a lot of like extra effort, or I guess that I'd have to put in compared to what I do now, compared to what I do now, now that, now that you, you're healthier and whatnot yeah. and, and able to help out. Yeah. Now I'm the energizer bunny that <laughs> we can't keep up with. <laughs> Until the sun goes down and then you're then you're then you're asleep. But then he gets his alone quiet time. Yeah. I, I mean, so real really the biggest impact was, yeah, I mean, it required extra effort, right? And 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 more work, maybe picking up what someone called a slack that would, you know, come up and stuff. So it'd be like, yeah, I worked at an office and came home. And then all of a sudden I was having to do things like pick up for stuff that happened at three o'clock in the afternoon when I wasn't even there. And there were those type of things that, um, that occurred. The other piece I would say was it definitely impacted what I could do outside of the family. And I do remember, and I will say that at times this did bother me, right? For, um, there were times where like, I had to prioritize coming home, helping out, doing something over something else. So at that time, when you were going through the sickness, we hadn't changed our diet. We weren't buying meat from Joel's. We were all unhealthy, all of us. Maybe there's a correlation there or not. Like we hadn't, we hadn't really got to that level. Well, I had changed my diet. Not really. You hadn't officially changed your diet that you had started to. You were eating organic, but you hadn't really gotten rid of all grains. You had got rid of grains you thought you had that you knew. Yeah, I was organic, gluten-free. Yeah. I'd taken dairy out. I didn't know about the gluten-free labeling lie, so I was still eating and, some grains. I was eating pure junk. and she ate a sad diet. And especially uh, anything that anyone offered for free, I was all, <laughs> all over. <laughs> sure, I was all over. It could have been anything. Free food on the sidewalk. It would have been fine. I would probably eat it. Um, but the times that really annoyed me is like after work, there might've been like a work happy hour or something where the company was paying for food and beer. And <laughs> I used to drink beer. Um, and uh, you go, I, you know, I try to go to those things and it might start at like, maybe we start a little early, like at 4.30 or whatever. But like by 5.30, I'd pretty much have to leave and come back home. Yeah. Where everyone else might stay there till seven, enjoying free food and drinks and whatever. And, but I remember I'd want to stay, but I'd start getting like text message or maybe a phone call from her. Like, Hey, what I, the kids need food or I need some help. Like when, can you come home? And I'd be, oh. so, you know, then I'd have to come home. Those were, that type of thing was the most annoying, if, if you will. Right. <laughs> like that was the time I got the most annoyed to be honest though, for the rest of it though, I just felt it was more outside of those particular times and those were few and far in between it was more like i just felt it was my duty right and i didn't think anything of it it was just like yeah that's what i have to do here you know help out and whatnot um yeah 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 and you know i like to sum it up as 
because I witnessed all of it, of course. And so I had this guilt associated with it because I couldn't do things that I knew were kind of my quote unquote duties as a mother and a wife. So watching him go through it, I sum it up as he was like a single parent who was taking care of like an elderly, sick parent living in the house that was not getting better, was only deteriorating. And so that's to me, when I saw him do it, it's like, that's the position that my health situation put him in, which was very, it was draining. Like, he's a good sport about it. You know, and, and if you've ever met Donnie, you know, he's very calm, level-headed and just nose to the grind. He just does what needs to be done. And that's what he did during the situation with me, but it was taxing. So like, as I was reminding him, um, he started drinking caffeine. Oh yeah. Uh, during this time, which he, you know, I never drank coffee really before that. I thought I picked up drinking coffee and not yeah. only that I'd go to, for those of you who live in Virginia, I'd go to Wawa and pick up one of those giant iced coffees, like the 40 ounce iced, iced coffee. And I pretty much drink that yeah. every day. Yeah. Joel from a gas station. all <laughs> <laughs> places. Hey, yeah, Wawa has good coffee for those who drink that. Wawa has good coffee. <laughs> he would he would bring it home and the smell would make me want to vomit i was like i could smell like burning plastic in that coffee you have to have it outside <laughs> but anyhow yes that was one of the consequences to tell you how how physically draining it can be to care for somebody for such an extended period of time is that he not only started drinking caffeine to get through the day to get everything done but he also would fall asleep at night like watching his football games Right. Yeah, that's true. yeah, that's something I look back on. Like I'd forgotten about. Uh, actually, just recently, I've been watching a football game, and I was like, "Hey, I never, I don't fall asleep anymore. What happened? I used to fall asleep watching a game at night, like nine o'clock, and wake up at the end of the game." And so, actually, when she was talking about this, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. That's what happened. I was just so tired by the time it got to like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Mm -hmm. I fall asleep watching a game that I was enjoying." And yeah. I think it did contribute to him getting sicker. You know, he had recurring Lyme. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he had that, you know, he had the, the gum disease. Um, he, he started to develop lupus. Uh, so it also contributed to him developing the chronic, quote unquote, chronic autoimmune con diseases or conditions. Um, and this is not uncommon, right? We see this published in the scientific literature where caregivers are they are notorious for having weakened immune systems, decreased ability to recover from acute illnesses, um, even from like cuts. If they get a cut, they often will have a decreased ability to heal from the cuts because there is such a, um, it's an energetic drain on somebody to be chronically taking care of um, another individual, right? And he he had to do that with me while taking care of the two littles, our two youngest, and working. So. It was quite taxing. Okay. And the worst part was I had to do other people's dishes, which I absolutely yeah. hate doing other people's dishes. Yeah. I'll do my own all day long. No problem. I hate touching, Just like touching dirty dishes. But... That's, a, that's an old <laughs> thing from a high school job I had. I have no interest in cleaning other people's dishes. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. He had to do a lot. Okay. So before we get into like deeper though, into the next part of the question with Donnie, Joel, I'm interested on your farm. As you're, you know, you talked about your dad got that diagnosis of cancer and overnight, uh, it, within a matter of hours, you did not recognize him anymore. What happened with that? Like, 
did his health quickly debilitate and or deteriorate and then you weren't he wasn't as helpful on the farm and you had to accommodate for that or, or you know please explain yeah so so of course we were you know we were like so many uh, partners here on the farm and uh fortunately this it, 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 my you know all of our parents have faults just like we do but if there's one thing that he didn't have a fault about it was um being excited about delegation and so fortunately even when he knew at when i was like 14 15 16 years old and he knew that i really wanted to farm he began a, a very strategic um successional back off plan so that um even even though i was only about whatever 27 28 uh when he got this uh cancer diagnosis um and and it completely changed his 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 emotion his demeanor his everything um i had already I, I, by that time i was making all the decisions on the farm and so if we were if we were in a typical father son family relationship i would not have made any decisions yet you know it would have i would have basically been uh, been a slave to the patriarch who controlled everything and so so as we as, as we talk about this um with the you know with the the, the sidebar of farming on this um my my first uh, my first whatever admonition is this is why a lieutenant is so important and so what i did fortunately um i did not take the brunt of dad's care mom mom was he healthy and and she definitely took the brunt of his care during that time and it was a it was a, you know it it took it took um almost 4 years for him to finally pass uh, he he had he had some some um uh, rebounds, you know, uh, up and then, and then drop back down and a rebound drop that down. Um, I think what we're talking about here in this podcast, uh, Cena is, is we're talking about when you have a, a chronic morbidity, we're not talking about somebody with a broken leg or somebody, you know, uh, uh, you know, that, 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 that whatever cut their, cut their foot. Okay. We're talking about, uh, a, a truly, almost i'm putting this in quotes uh almost hopeless situation where the end is it's just a matter of time and uh and so so for for us for sure mom took the brunt of that but um you know we, we would we would rotate we would take turns fortunately you know uh Teresa and i were married by then and uh and so we would rotate you know uh, if somebody had to be somewhere will you sit with dad you know tonight or you know and, and and we rotated through um but one thing that did for me from the workload was that um two, two things one was that Teresa and I Teresa came my my right hand uh Daniel wasn't big enough to do stuff yet he was just a little toddler and so she went out with me to hold the light if I had to help deliver a calf. She drove the tractor. She she learned. I mean, she grew up on a farm. And she had three brothers, so she never drove a tractor. You know, I mean, she had, she had to cook the meals. So when they came in from the hayfield, everybody had something to eat, right? And, and and so she came here. I had to teach her how to drive a tractor and and, and uh, run the baler and all that stuff. And and you know, looking back on it for us today, as difficult as that was we cherish that because it was truly 
I'm going to get teary here in a minute, but it, it was truly um, a wonderful thing for us to be that partnered up, if you will, that, that partnered up in, um, because, you know, a lot of families don't have the opportunity to be that partnered up in the actual day-to-day -day work of, of the, of the household, of the family, of the, uh, even of the business. And so, um, and so we partnered up. The other thing that, so, so it, it was really, it really drove us together as, as a married couple to spend that much time together doing important, meaningful, meaningful things together. You know, we, we, we totally relied on each other because dad wasn't there to do it. The second thing it did was it drove me to find help. And so during that time, I developed a very, very close relationship with a neighbor uh, the really the only neighbor we've ever had ever who who didn't think we were crazy. Uh, now it didn't mean he did what we did, but he didn't think we were crazy. And he he needed help too because his his father in law had um, was was ill. He got uh, diabetes, and he was one of these you know they amputated the toe, and then they amputated a foot, and then they amputated it, and and so he was going through that while I was going through this with dad. And so we kind of hooked up as neighbors. He lived, um, uh, goodness, a, a mile and a half away. And he worked in town. So he had a town job, was trying to farm on the side. And so um, so we kind of worked out a schedule. And, and, and I'm concentrating on hay making because hay season is like, you know, that's like the sprint time on a farm. I mean, there's nothing like hay season. And um, and so, for example, we, uh, Teresa and I, since I was here on the farm, we we could bale hay. I could start raking early. We could bale hay and be and and have about four or five wagons loaded. That'd be about four or five hundred bales on wagons. We'd push them in the barn, you know, by like two thirty, three o'clock, and uh, and she'd come in and work on supper. I'd I'd run over to the neighbors, and uh, I could rake for him because he was still at work. And when he got home at four thirty or four or five o'clock. Then he'd jump on the baler and I'd catch bales for him in the evening. We would unload that hay in the barn in the evening. And then early in the morning before he went to work, he'd come over here at daybreak. We would unload the hay that Teresa and I had made the day before to empty our wagons so that we could repeat that the next day. And and uh, and that was all directly because dad was ill. If dad hadn't been ill, dad and I would have done it. And I would not have the relationship with my wife or the relationship with this neighbor uh, uh, develop. And so, sorry, so, sometimes, sometimes these things are, uh, are a blessing that you don't realize. And you look back on them in time and you realize that they, they, they create, um, relationships through dependency in your life that would have never happened otherwise. Thank you for joining us on Beyond Labels. Our mission with this podcast is to make it accessible to everyone. But we are behind a paywall because the issues we discuss are often subject to censorship. We've run into that, and so we have an extremely modest paywall to let us have the freedom to discuss the kind of issues we want to discuss in the way we want to discuss them. And you can become a member and enjoy all this content by clicking on the description box below. We look forward to having you join our family.